Praise God. Good morning and welcome to the last Sunday of the year, 2023. Day 365 out of 365. We are grateful to God uh, to see this day um, because the Lord's mercies have abounded bountifully upon us. And we can't fail to recognize that, especially as Christians. Amen. Last night, whilst driving, I, I was in a meditative mood because of the message I thought I was going to preach. I was just, you know, deep in my thoughts and meditating and, you know, reflecting and rolling the scripture in my mind and all that. And I felt a very strong impression upon my heart to shelf our series, which is the book of John, The Lordship of Jesus Christ and uh, rather minister on this today. So before we get into the message, let's start off with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning as we come before your word. Pray that your word will minister to us life, will minister to us spirit, will minister to us truth. Thank you for uh, preaching that is made easy under the inspiration and under the ministration of the Holy Spirit. Thank you that your word will leave an indelible mark on our hearts to our immediate audience and to those who will listen by podcast. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, please go with me to Luke chapter 17, verse 11 to 19. Luke chapter 17, verse 11 to 19. And I'm reading this in the ESV, English Standard Version. I read, On the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers, who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. I find that it was very interesting that his his um, nativity was put there. He was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, We're not ten cleansed. Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to them, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. Based on our reading, I'm ministering on what I've entitled Ending on a note of gratitude. Ending on a note of gratitude. You know, when we come to the end of the year like this, like today is the end of the year, tomorrow is the start of another year, people have varying emotions. People have different feelings. There are some people who have a feeling of contentment. They are just content. Que sera, sera. Whatever will be, will be. I don't know if that's how you feel. There are some too who have a feeling of achievements. 
Maybe they had some goals and they were able to meet the goals. So they are looking forward to the next year with some excitement, some encouragement, depending on how this year fared for them. There are others too who are disappointed. On the last day of the year, they are very disappointed. Maybe they look back and they think on, on, on certain deaths. Certain people died. That has crushed them greatly. Um, certain promises, certain prospects that they were looking forward to on the first day of the year, it didn't pan out 364 days later. They are disappointed. There are some too who are angry, asking themselves so many questions. Life is not fair. This is a curveball. Why wasn't I warned of this curveball? You know, sometimes the life becomes difficult because of curveballs. Nobody expects a curveball. You don't drive your car expecting you will have an accident. It happens. Sometimes you don't go to work expecting that you will be replaced. Curveballs. You had no warning. It's just a curveball. And sometimes it can leave you in a state of anger. For some people, as we've reached December 31st, they are angry. Very, very angry. Amen. For some people too, they are sad. Very sad. Because what is there to live for? Every last day of the year reminds them of failure. Every last day of the year reminds them of broken dreams, shattered hopes, sadness. And there are some people too who are depressed. And their depression started from the holidays or the Christmas. It's, it's called the holiday blues. They are depressed. And they are just waiting for us to enter into 2nd January, January 2nd, and then some of them, they just recover. So, like I said earlier on, I don't know which category of emotions you may be feeling today as you are listening, but I came as a servant of God to let you know that there is still a cause to end the year well, thanking God. I believe strongly how you exit a year will determine how you enter the new one. If you are going to exit this year, with a nasty attitude, it has a very ricochet effect on the new year that waits you. So please, you may have not reached goals. You may not have achieved certain things. You may have been hit with life's curveballs. Maybe you, you lost some relationships. Maybe you lose some people to death. But whatever be the case, I came to tell you that still determined that I'm going to end the year well. Yes, I wrote down 12 things. I couldn't achieve even one. All my checkboxes are not ticked. But still end the year 
on a positive note. And one of the ways to end the year positively is to say, thank you, Lord. The story we read today, it talks to us about Jesus' encounter with a group of people. And those group of people were lepers. Turn to be precise. The passage states that as Jesus was entering a village, he met them, which meant they didn't live in the village. They lived outside the village. And, and the Bible lets us know that they stood at a distance. You think coronavirus is the only uh, sickness that introduced the six feet distance? These people were at a distance. They were at an arm's length. <laughs> they, they had leprosy. Today, leprosy is not as deadly and as fatal as it used to be. You have to really appreciate the context of um, um, what the Bible is saying to understand the severity of leprosy. I think something close to it might be the coronavirus. Amen. Um, leprosy in those days was seen not as a sickness. It was more or less seen as a case. All right? So it wasn't just like this is a sickness that we can treat. It was more or less seen as part of the cases of the law. Excuse me. You know, when you read Deuteronomy chapter 28, Deuteronomy chapter 28, um, it has 68 verses. Everything talks to us about the law. The good side of the law, which has to do with blessings of, of the law. When you keep the law, these are the blessings that will follow you. And that's Deuteronomy chapter 28, I believe, from verses 1 to 14. It says, if you obey all the commandments of the Lord, you, you, you walk in them, these blessings shall follow you. It lists a whole lot of blessings from verses 1 to 14. It talks about your, your, your baskets will be full, you will be blessed in the city, blessed going out and all that stuff. Then from verses 15 to 68, it talks about curses. It's called the curse of the law. And one of the curses outlined is you will experience leprosy. So leprosy was not a matter of biology and science. Leprosy in the Jewish times was seen as a spiritual disease. Not a bad spiritual disease. It, it had more to do with you were cursed. It had more to do with you were disobedient. And that's why you are experiencing a curse. So it wasn't something that you could treat. So when you, when you were leprous, you were just thrown outside. You were worse, you, it's worse than solitary confinement. You don't live in the city. You don't live in the village. You don't live in the town. You are thrown outside. And why are you thrown outside? Because you're in a hopeless situation. And to the Jewish, the average Jewish person, who God has cursed, which man can undo the curse? There is no prophet. Uh, there is no priest that can undo the curse. You are just left to die. And you are also seen as unclean. You are seen as unclean because you have incurred the wrath, the displeasure, the anger of God. So you are just put outside to die. 
And, you know, when people come outside to, there is a distance. You can't even walk among people. If you happen to walk among people, you have to shout unclean, unclean. It was a very terrible situation. Aside from the social um, devastation and disadvantages of being a leper, it, it also had some very physical disadvantages too. You know, um, when you were a leper, it was more than skin abrasion. You know, I, I do remember when I was young, one of my friends had leprosy. I could play with that person. I never contacted leprosy, right? Even though she she was she she had leprosy or she was a leper, she was normal, accepted in society, could go to a normal school like us. She was very clever, right? Uh, leprosy did not really, uh, what, what will I say? It didn't uh, prevent her from living the best of life. But in those days, when you had leprosy, it was just more than a skin abrasion. You experienced severe itch. And it eats away your fingers and your toes. So your hands and your feet becomes like stamps. Now, most people who experience the severest form of leprosy, they don't have fingers. And they don't have tools. Their hands and feet are stamps. So it, it, it had a very physical consequence too. Very uncomfortable, very painful, and very itchy. And Jesus met these people at a distance. Ten of them. Not only one. But the Bible said that all ten of them, they lifted up their voice. You know the funny thing? Jewish people were very particular about mixing with foreigners. But when you are sick, sickness doesn't know you are a foreigner or, or, or uh, you are a, a local national. It's like misery enjoys company. You have leprosy, I have leprosy. Let's join together. You know, those days, who is going to be your friend? Nobody's going to be your friend. If you are abandoned outside the city, it's very likely that your family might not see you. It's likely your friends will not see you. So your friends or people you will call your relatives will be people who have the same predicament as you. Jews and Samaritans, they don't mix together. But because of leprosy, they are joined together. And all 10 of them with different accents because sometimes you can know someone's nationality by their accent. This one is a Samaritan. He has a Samaritan accent. This one has a Jewish accent. And with their different accents, they are all screaming, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Oh, I love this Jesus. He never abolishes us. He never... He, he, never, he never quarantines us. This leprosy had quarantined the people. But Jesus never quarantined them. People may will not even speak to you because they feel like if they even speak to you, they are unclean. A priest will not have any dealings with you because a, when a priest comes near you, he becomes unclean. 
But these people, when they, when they shouted, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. I'm sure with their stamps just left. Perhaps, you know, they live outside. How would they brush their teeth? They live outside. How are they going to take a shower? They are smelly and everything. But when they called for Jesus' attention, he responded. Do you know why you are here? Do you know why day 365 has met you? Yes, you may not have met some goals. You may not have had your dream job. You may have not had your dream car. You may have not moved into a bigger space. Some of you wanted to move into a bigger apartment. Some of you wanted to be uh, uh, homeowners. You may have not achieved those goals. Do you know why? You don't know why. And that should remain maybe unanswered. But one thing I want you to know, that despite you not achieving your goals, Jesus still gave you here. That is why 300, day 365 has met you today. So don't point your nose in ingratitude. And don't be sad. But know that Jesus has given you attention just as he gave attention to the leper's cries. Day 365 has dawned on us because Jesus gave us audience. Yes, goals may have not been achieved. I might feel like a failure. I might even feel angry, but Jesus still gave you audience because if Jesus didn't give you audience, there is no way you and I will be here on day 365 of the challenging year, of all the news headlines, of everything you heard, of all the discouragements that came your way, you still made it. Because Jesus gave you ear. Jesus gave you an audience. He gave you an audience. Never forget that. These lepers cried, and Jesus gave them audience. And Jesus said something. Go show yourselves to the priests. Like I said, this is not a, a science matter. Leprosy is not a science matter. There were sicknesses in those days that physicians could deal with. This is not a physician's matter. This is more of a spiritual sickness. So in order for you to be cleansed of leprosy, you will have to go through the rituals of seeing a priest who will inspect your body. And there are many um, rituals and, and ceremonies of purification that you have to go through. And if I want to go through all these scriptures, time will be against me. But that was the order of the day. The priest will have to examine you. You are free of that. You are clean. And then he will pronounce you clean. And then you can now enter into the city and now live life again. And the Bible says that as they went, they didn't even question have you become so frustrated to the point that the only thing that you have is to believe in God? Sometimes frustration is good. Because when you become so frustrated and you are at your wit's end, trust me, you will believe God. There are some people who say, I find it hard to believe God. Please believe God now in your comforts. Because if you don't believe God in your comforts, you will believe him in your discomforts. Where you have come to be. Because these people, they have nothing to lose. They've just been left at the at the at the at the 
gate of the city and they are outside of the village just waiting for their death sentence. So Jesus says, go and show yourself. They won't reason. They will just go because they are looking for a miracle. But the Bible says that as they went, not one, but I believe all of them were healed. But it was only one out of ten who said, wow, he praised God with a loud voice. He returned. He saw that he was healed. He turned back. He turned back. He turned back. The nine didn't turn back, but one turned back. And he came to praise God with a loud voice. And Jesus looked at him and he said, these Gentiles, they, they don't even receive the law. He is not part of the genealogy of Abraham. But Jews, who are rather part of the lineage of the covenant of faith, they didn't come. Jews who have received the commandments, they didn't come. But this foreigner, he came back and he said, thank you. Jesus asked a serious question. Ten were cleansed. Where are the other nine? Were ten not cleansed? As they took the decision and obeyed Christ's instruction, they experienced healing. But the sad thing is that only one remembered and turned back and came to thank him. For some of you, you are just looking forward to 2024. Because maybe 2023 presented to you some bad reminders. It presented to you some challenging moments which you just want to forget and look forward to 2024. But today, in the spirit of this message, turn back and say thank you before you look forward to 2024. How you exit this year will determine the sort of year you will have in the future. End this year well on a very good note. End it on a note of gratitude. I may not have received the house. Thank you. I may have been fired from my job. Thank you. I may have even planned to get married and I didn't. Thank you. Things may have gone pear-shaped, but in all things, I give you thanks. I want to end the year well. Some of us, we are too focused forward. We want to project our goals, plans. We've started drawing, making resolutions. And you know, look, they said the definition of insanity is to do something over and over and over again. And you, are, you don't experience the result that you want. The result that you don't want, you think that it is in what you are doing that will bring you the results. Meanwhile, you are doing it over and over again. And it's cost 90. It's zero. How many years have met you and you've made resolution? You say you've not been able to keep it. By second week of January, you would have broken the resolution. 
So why don't you try something else? Decide to thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Turn back and thank God. Relax on your resolutions. Turn back and thank God. Man, I've been so blessed by our presiding bishop's devotionals. You know, sometimes when I read them, I'm like, I hope you guys read it. We make it available on the church platform. I hope you guys are reading the devotional. You know, I think um, 16th to 22nd December, he did a series called The Master Controller of Our Destiny. There are nine installments. Read them. Read them. And, and, and now what he's even dealing with is talking with how to practically make New Year's resolutions. I, I, I must be honest, I've never heard anybody talk about New Year's resolutions in the light in which he's talking about it. And I just wish, I, sometimes when I read the devotionals, I'm happy, but I'm also sad. The reason why I'm sad is I, I, I want to believe that members of this church, we value the devotionals that we are reading. And not, and not just reading it to acknowledge it, but reading it to put it into practice to change our lives. Relax on the resolution. Turn back. Turn back. Turn back. And thank God. All right? It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. But end this year well. You don't have power of what happened in January to November. You don't have power on what happened 30 days of December. But you have power of what will happen henceforth to January 1st. Decide that I'm not going to complain. Decide that I'm not going to murmur. Decide that I'm not going to be bitter. Decide that I am not going to be angry. Decide that I am not going to be sad. Decide that I'm not going to depress. But with everything, with all the emotions bubbling within me, I am still going to say thank you. You may be saying, Pastor Steve, you don't know my life. True, I don't know your life. You may say, there is nothing to give thanks to God for. I don't even know why I came to church. There's nothing to thank God for. Psalm 103. Let's close with this from verses 1 to 5. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Verse 1. Listen, I don't know what state or what mood David was in, but he told his soul. You know, the soul is the seat of your mind, your will, and your emotion. He spoke to the compartments of his soul. Bless the Lord. I don't, maybe he didn't feel like blessing the Lord. Maybe blessing the Lord was not voluntary. Maybe it was involuntary. He had to make a conscious effort. He had to spark himself to bless the Lord. So today, speak to your soul. Speak to your, bless the Lord. Yes, you are downcast, but bless the Lord. All that is within me, bless his holy name. You know, David, he was either running, if you read David's story, he was either running away from trouble, running into trouble, 
or in trouble. This David's life is three compartments. Read first and second Samuel. Either he is running away from trouble, and if he runs away from trouble, he runs into trouble, or he is being delivered from. He's, he's, he's always, it's always. But but trouble, trouble was part of David's lifestyle. So I don't know what, what instance he was here, whether he was running from trouble, whether he was in trouble. Because most of his prayers he prayed, if you read the Psalms, it was because he was in trouble. Lord, you are my deliverer. Deliver me. That's David's life. I don't know what uh, circumstance he may have found himself in here. But he said, bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Today, speak to your soul. It is well. It is well. I want to encourage you. It is well. Don't feel like a failure. Don't feel like a failure. Maybe you're a pastor listening to me by podcast. Don't feel like you're a failure. You may not have hit all your goals. You may have not gotten the numbers you want. You may have not gotten the church finances you want. Don't close down the church. Don't belly ache. Don't be angry at the members. Don't complain at God. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord that God has given you a ministry. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Speak to your soul. Command your soul to bless the Lord. And David mentioned some things. So yes, even though I may have not had my aspirations met, even though I may have not had my dreams, I was so excited when we entered into the new year in January 1st, 2023. I had these goals. I had these plans. I was looking for, even though I may have not met all of these, still, there is every cause and every reason to be thankful to God. Number one, forget not his benefits. You may think uh, God hasn't rendered upon you his benefits. He has rendered upon us benefits. Benefits, number one, he has forgiven your iniquities. Yes, you didn't, you didn't achieve whatever goal you want, but your sins are forgiven. And we thank God for that. Number two, benefits number two, he heals all your diseases. You are saying, I am not sick. Aren't you well? Do you think you are well because it's automatic? You are well because of the healing power of God that is unseen, that is behind the scenes. Your blood is flowing normally. You, you are inhaling and exhaling because of the invisible power of healing that is at work in your life. Benefits number three. He redeems our life from destruction. Thank God. When you slept, you woke up. It's not the alarm that woke you up. There were people that went to bed who that set the alarm and they didn't wake up. The alarm rang, but their spirits didn't rise. The Lord has delivered you from destruction. 365 days of this past year that we are, we are facing, this present year which will become past in some few hours, 365 days, you slept, you rose, you slept, you rose, you slept, you rose. Why? It is because the Lord has delivered you from destruction. That is one sign. You have a car, don't you? Did you have an accident? Thank God. He redeemed your life from destruction. And even if you had an accident, thank God. You are not dead. He has kept you in one piece. You sat on the train. You sat on the bus. 365 days of 2023. You are still here. Thank God. 
He has indeed redeemed our life from destruction. You ate, didn't you? You didn't die. I remember I knew someone. Do you know how his father died? He was eating his favorite food. And he got choked. They took him to the hospital and he died. Can't believe that. His favorite food. It's not like this is a food that he doesn't. This is his favorite food. He got choked. He was coughing. They gave him water, everything. They rushed him to the hospital. He died many years ago. Then my friend was narrating, this is how my father, I, I couldn't be like, I, I, I was almost tempted to say, no, it's a spiritual attack. I, I was almost on back. I didn't, I just held myself. Like, what do you mean he just died just by eating? But you have eaten. You didn't die. God has redeemed our life from destruction. Do you know the unseen things that were planned behind you, but it never came to fruition? God has redeemed your life from destruction. Benefits number four. He crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies. I love that. You are the apple of his eye. God still loves you. Look, you may feel like a failure, but God still loves you. You may feel like life is against you, but God still loves you. You are the apple of his eye. You are the apple of his eye. You are the apple of his eye. He loves you. He has crowned you with loving kindness and tender mercies. You are the apple of his eye. Benefits five. He satisfies your mouth with good things. That your youth is renewed like that of the eagle. You are able to go up and down. Because... He has satisfied your mouth with good things. Please remember to thank God. And the last verse that Jesus told the leper, who returned to thank him, is rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. You see, the nine were healed. The person who came back, apart from being healed, he also received wellness on top. There's a difference. It's, it's a big difference between being healed and being well or being whole. Okay, he, healing has to do with the physical part of your being. Wholeness has to do with the three parts being of a man. When you are whole, it affects your body, it affects your spirits, it affects your soul. The nine lepers, they were healed. That is body. But what about their soul? What about their spirits? But the one who came to say thank you to the Lord, in addition to healing of the body, he also received soul healing and spiritual healing, which has to do with wholeness. We need to enter into 2024. And one of the best ways to enter Holy is to thank him. Worship him.
moment, everybody, open your mouth and worship the Lord. He's worthy of the glory. Forget about he that time. He deserves the praise all right? today. Come on, everybody, all over the world, open your mouth and worship Lift your him. hands and bless him in this place. And the year well. You may not have a hallelujah, but speak to your soul like David and, and produce a hallelujah in this very instance. And tell the Lord, my hallelujah belongs to you. It belongs to you. Yes.
can we lift our hands together one time? My hallelujah belongs to you. Everybody, come on in concert and say it. Shouldn't allow the devil to just feel like we are failures to the point that we become angry at God. How dare we become angry at God? How dare we? Creator of the heavens and the earth, our Father, do you know how good he has been to us? You are among the land of the living. Because of his goodness. We've tasted of his mercies day by day, morning by morning. New mercies we see. He loves us. He has crowned us with loving kindness and tender mercies. God loves you. And you need to know that to enter into the new year. That God loves me. I may feel like a failure, but God doesn't see me as a failure. My hallelujah belongs to you. It belongs to you. Thank you. Father, I've delivered your word to your people. Let your word work its wonder working power in the lives of your audience. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>